Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello there, Comrade Sandro. Are you there? Hey, yep, I'm here. Hello, Comrade Sandro. How is your mission going for glorious Russia? Yeah, right. I mean, look, I'll be honest, it's a little boring. Little boring? How could it be boring being stuck inside all day while a coronavirus kills everyone? This is great mission for glorious Russia. I don't have any vodka. You didn't give me any vodka. It's boring. Wait, you have no vodka? Nah, How I'm... can you live without the vodka? I've got rum, I've I got I shall whiskey. send some immediately. Okay. In the meantime, we should review this great movie that we just watched. Okay. How about that, comrade? Not to poke holes in this intro, but I don't think a yes. Russian would think this movie was good. Especially uh... someone who sends someone on missions. Yeah, this was kind of US propaganda, to be fair. Yeah. I never said it was good, though. I said we should review it. I haven't stated my... My opinions on it. But from what I learnt from the uh, TV show Chernobyl is that they would completely ignore that this exists. Mm, yes. yes. Mm. No, I was just going to criticise the mm. whole thing throughout. Anyway, welcome to Soviet Union Podcast <laughs> with Soviet Comrade Sandro. Hello. And Soviet Comrade... Uh, Bruno. Hello, I am Bruno. I don't know, oh. if that's probably not a Russian... I just I feel uh, for some like reason went Bruno. I made a um I made a Borat <laughs> reference just before and I think that's why you got into Bruno. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Corrupting me. I got in your head. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, welcome to Oldie But a Goodie, the show where we review movies from nineteen eighty four. This week we're doing Moscow on the Hudson. This movie. You picked it. Yes. Yes. And I'm glad I did, because I love Robbie, Robbie Wills, Willie Boy. <laughs> yep. Robbie Will Boy. Yeah. He is my boy. I love literally everything he's ever been in, and I love all his characters, and I see no fault in him. I agree. Yeah. He is, uh, as one would say, the GOAT, the greatest of all time actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's really good. He's really good. Uh, shame that he's obviously deceased now. Mm. R.I.P. But he's left a very large legacy he's like in so many movies that are fantastic oh yeah this i would say is one of them yeah this was this was a really good film and i mean i yeah as you said i like everything he's in even if Mm. it's a film that perhaps isn't great if he's in it i'm gonna enjoy it so (laughs) yes i don't think the film overall was too great although it did have some good bits like the film was like a good film it just wasn't a great film for me yeah for um, me it's ki- it's kind of hard not to compare this to el norte because they're very mm, similar and yes. i think once you reach the halfway point in this film it does kind of drag a little bit yeah that's that's what a lot of the reviews said that i could find uh spoiler alert i couldn't find many <laughs> 
Um, because the Rotten Tomatoes website was down. Ooh. Shots fired. What's going on? Take that, Rotten Tomatoes, and your garbage-ass website. You wrecked them. Yeah, I could have gone and found reviews on other websites, but I didn't. No. Um, <laughs> this movie was okay. It was good. I enjoyed it. There was parts that I didn't enjoy mm. and thought were very silly um, because there was a lot of US propaganda. <laughs> it was a lot of US propaganda of freedom and glory in this biased movie. Yeah, this film is definitely biased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a, just a smidgen just a little bit. one certain country. Mm. It's almost like it was made by... Yes that country it was still all right you had three other options for this week Mm. a wild collection of movies one of them was the stone boy about a son that uh kills his brother and then then the family has to try and work through that uh hilarious hilarious uh story absolutely absolutely bring up I'm glad we we're on the same page on that one. Definitely. It would have been very funny. But we didn't want to do another comedy, you know? No, no, no. Not, not, not in a row, you know? Uh, there was Where the Boys Are 84, which was a remake of the film of the same name, except it's from the 60s and obviously doesn't have the year 84 in the title. It's just a bunch of teens going on a holiday. It's one of those films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, comedy, so we didn't want Absolutely didn't not. Want to do it again. Um, but you were considering doing Up the Creek, which was... Yep. First the, off, great name. Great title. Pretty cool yep. premise as well. A bunch of kids are blackmailed by their dean to enter a raft race or else they won't graduate from their school. Which is a great premise. It's pretty funny. And I do still kind of want to watch it. So I think I might yeah, yeah, save yeah. the title uh, for a future Yeah, we need, we need to put something. that in the bank of movies that we need to do at some point. Yeah, because we've got that one. We've got that one. We've got Don't Blame It on Rio. That's about it at the moment. And we already know that we're mm. probably going to do Don't Blame It on Rio in a couple of weeks' time yes. anyway. So, <coughs> Oh, God. I am also looking forward to sitting down and watching that, <coughs> uh, that movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, wow. You, you sound so excited. I am so <laughs> excited <laughs> Oh, oh, those Ooh. words were a lot more difficult than I thought they were going to be. It's true. Um, right. So, yeah. So, it was released April 6th. Uh, yeah. It's co-written, produced, directed by a guy called Paul Marzeskai. He's an award-winning filmmaker. He does a lot of, like, comedy dramas and stuff. Mm. Um, he got nominated for Best Picture in the late 70s for a film called An Unmarried Woman, which actually makes an appearance in this movie. Oh, okay. It's showing in the cinema that they walk out of at some point. Oh, yeah. right. Is that the one they just watched? Yeah, it's the one that um, uh, one of the characters mm, is like, I'd give it uh, 7 out of 10. So, not only is he jerking off his country, he's also jerking off himself as well. <laughs> ah, yeah. Ah. Although it is funny that Robbie is... He doesn't like the film. Yeah, in the film. that was pretty funny. Yeah, that is actually funny. Anyway, sorry. Um, he passed away in 2014, but uh, he, the, the last film he ever directed was in 1993, so he had a pretty long retirement period. Mm. However, saying that, he did voice a bunny in Kung Fu Panda 2. The best one. It's not true. The first one's the best one. But, you know, he's in uh, it. <laughs> the, the trilogy's not too bad. Although it is very funny that he plays a rabbit in that. <laughs> yeah. I do remember the rabbits in that. I don't know which one, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember anything about two or three. I don't know what the plots are. Uh, I think two's the one where... He, is that the one where he fights the peacock? <laughs> the white peacock, dude? 
Yeah, he does a thing where he uh, grabs a cannonball midair and throws it back. That's the premise of the entire movie, really. Oh, okay. Uh, Robin Williams plays the main character whose name is Vladimir Ivanov, because of course it is. Uh, this was a very early movie role for him. Two years after his TV show Mork and Mindy ended, and at this point there were only really two films that people knew Robin Williams for. One of them being Popeye, of course, that time he played Popeye and it was bad. And then also The World According to Garp. Have you seen the Popeye movie? I've seen clips, not the actual movie, but the clips are very funny. It's terrible, um, but it is very entertaining. Not, 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 yeah, not because not because the, the film looked good, um, it's, which is unfortunate. Uh, I can see why that would be one of the first movie roles for him, just because he's got the chin. He's got the chin. He's got the chin. He's got the chin. Playing his American girlfriend, Lucia, is an actress called Maria Conchita Alonso. This was her first ever big movie, but she had been in shows like Knight Rider before this. Um, oh, cool. Since then, she's been in The Running Man, a Schwarzenegger film, another one called Court, which I think got a bunch of uh, awards, and she's also a Grammy-nominated singer, so she's done a lot of stuff. Well, there you go. Yeah, Yeah. she was really good in this. I liked her. She's good. It feels like an actual relationship, though. Yeah, it's quite believable. That's true. It's like... Like, her acting was good. Yeah. The storyline was bland and plain, but to be fair... It wasn't a trope back then, so Ooh. much as it is now. Playing one of his friends, who was a security guard, Lionel, is Clevent Durix. He had a lead role in a uh, sci-fi time travel show called Sliders during the 90s, which is very funny. Mm. If you ever get a chance to check that show out, it's it doesn't hold up, but it's entertaining. Um, but he's also performed in a bunch of live musicals, including Dreamgirls, where he literally created his own character to be in that play, which is cool. And he's good in this. I really like him. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, he's great. I I really enjoyed his character. He's got some funny lines. In fact, I think he might even be funnier than Robin Williams in this. Just because Robin Williams is playing it so straight. Yeah, like, I could say that. Because Robbie Williams isn't being funny. That's not his main Mm. goal. So, yeah. And finally, Elia Baskin is in this playing Robin Williams' Russian clown friend, Anatoly. He is uh, the landlord in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. And I was like, hey, that's him. And I couldn't stop thinking about those amazing scenes of him asking Peter Parker for his rent. (laughs) Because they're classics. He's very Um, good in this. (laughs) Yeah, but he doesn't have much screen... I like... We don't see him again. It's at the very start. Of, he's got a lot of screen time at the start, and then he's he's gone. Which is a shame. I kind of wish we got more closure but, in his but character. But it also, you know, it also is like how Robbie Williams, you mm. know, that was it. Like, that's the whole point, is that he never sees him again. Exactly, yeah. There was one scene that confused me. Did, did he escape at some point? Did he defect somewhere else? Yeah. Because I know what scene you're talking about, and I think maybe? I'm going to say yes, because that makes me feel better. Yeah. For the reception, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a fresh rating. However, the audience score is rotten at 59%. Which is weird. I mean, 59, that's still, like, positive in my books. But I think it should be more positive. I like this film. 
I guess it's all the Russian reviewers going in to say what a, a biased movie this one is. They made it for $13 million, which is a little bit on the expensive side. For a film like this, I would expect five, six, seven, even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess because you have to have all the Russian scenes and extras and other things. Like, there was a, there was a bit to go through. Mm, definitely. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of different scenes, which makes it more expensive. There's not that they don't really use the same scenes except for his apartment. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the only scene we actually see multiple times. So yeah. I could see how it... And they're filming out in the city a lot. They need to pay everyone to come and hang around while they shoot all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah yeah all that sort of thing what do you think it made i don't think this one did particularly well i'm gonna say 20 mil oh just a little bit higher uh 25 yeah 25 oh there you go see yeah it did because uh, i was thinking it probably made its money back but probably didn't make much more than its money back yeah but 25 you know probably made a profit just a little bit good there to know go. that robin williams was a bankable star even yeah, in the yeah. early and 80s. like, the good reviews for it would help his career into, you know, bigger, crazier stuff. Yeah, and after this was when we went into the classics that we all know him for, so... Mm, like Aladdin. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about some bad movie he's in, but I couldn't think of a bad movie he was uh, in. So Night was like, at the Fuck. Museum 3? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Night at the Museum 1. No, 1's good, 2 and 3. Ah, uh, yeah, 2 and 3 are questionable at best. Um, I can't... I love one, though. I like one. I got... So, here's a here's a fun little tangent for you. I got a bulk pack movie. You know how you have three movies in one case? Classic, yes. And that had Night of the Museum, Aragon, <laughs> um, a, just a, a fantastic film uh... Uh, that everyone loves, that not a single person has ever given a bad review. Wow. Um, but what was the last movie... But it's just funny to have Night of the Museum and Aragon in the same case. Aragon, what a film. I've I read the book and then never bothered to watch the film. <laughs> oh, so you haven't seen it? I've never seen it. I've watched it. I watched it. Because I had the DVD. It's not great. Yeah, I'm sure it's... Yeah. It's really rushed is the problem. That's, that's in the era of, like, the Percy Jackson movie and stuff where the book adaptations were all garbage. Yeah, it was bad. The, the, the problem was it, it, like, rushes you through the story without building any connections. It's, it's, it's just really rushed. <laughs> it's got 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's not a good movie. It is bad. Oh, it's, it's really bad. It's a it's a bad movie. Oh, it's on Foxtel Go though. Might might give it Great. a watch. No, I wouldn't. Just pass. There's better things to watch with your life. Yeah. Also, don't subscribe to Foxtel Go. It's just a waste of money. Anyway, let's get into la movie. Yes. I like the well, just just up top the soundtrack in general. Brilliant. Yeah. Really good. Whole oh, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. The jazz is mm-hmm. throughout this movie. And it starts you off, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm grooving these these chill tunes." Yeah, it's Yo, really nice. I am hip with the kids. Yes, yes. The font also really solid. Nice red, yes. yellow. Yeah, it had an, a very interesting large red font. Yes. Um, but it was like an orangey light red. Kind of like the uh, kind of like the Russian flag, I guess, is what they were going for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Russian colors. Yeah. But yeah, once again, red font. 
There's been so many movies this year that have just had that red. Yeah, I guess it's just the font of the time. I guess so. But it opens with Vladimir. He's on the bus and uh, a guy comes in, obviously from out of town. Could be a tourist, could be an immigrant, we don't know. But he doesn't uh, know how to get to the area that he wants to get to. And Williams is like, this is how you get there. There you go. I know when I first arrived, it was hard to find my way around. Mm. And then we flash back. And none of that sequence matters. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is ironic because he's helping some tourist around and one day he'll be the tourist that needs help wandering around. Ha-ha. Yes. His accent's pretty good, isn't it? Oh, yes. He has beautiful Russian accent. I think he is a fine Russian citizen and could never convince me that he was actually... In a- an American or... Is he American? Robin Williams. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is where I'm like, hmm, should he be playing this sort of character? I would say, have you seen this movie, Sandro? It's the biggest US propaganda ever. <laughs> That's so true. There's no way a Russian person would play in this movie. Well, the guy from Spider-Man is Russian, so, you know, oh, but also... that's true. Like, yeah, like, no, 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 but you know what I mean. That's the uh, the joke I'm making, is yeah. it's such a US propaganda. There was a white guy playing an Indian, though. Yeah, there's a few things that aren't great. Yeah. Probably one of two moments in particular that were of a different time. The rest, not too bad. Yeah. I think the other one being the Asian driver, perhaps? Ah, I was going to say the... Oh, what's up with all these gay people in New York scene? Oh, right, yeah. So three, anyway. Three, alright. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. At least we didn't have uh, a rape joke. We didn't Mm. have one rape joke. There wasn't one. That's good. It's progress. Good on you, 84. (laughs) You're making progress. I mean, so far, to be fair... More than half the films have had rape jokes in them. It's ridiculous. Like a good 80%. Oh, we flash back to Russia. It's probably, I don't know, a year, two years before the opening? Something like that. Because, like, the yep. opening takes place right at the end of the film from memory. So, yeah, about two years. Uh, he is walking around Russia, and he sees a line outside mm. of the store. And yep. um, it's actually for shoes, but at first he thinks that it's for toilet paper once again yes this movie is ahead of its time yeah i think that comes up in a bit there's one that is for toilet paper mm, and it's but an even yeah. longer line it's like just it's, it's yeah, across like yeah, three yeah, streets yeah. it's it's kind of uh crazy how these movies are actually lining up with today like when society falls down the first thing to go is toilet paper yeah is what it's it's proven in this movie and in other ones it's like when society crumbles, toilet paper is the most sought-after thing. It's toilet paper. Because, as we all know, it, yep. it's delicious. Absolutely. Delicious, nutritious, and you don't need to worry about wiping when it comes on the way out. Exactly. And, like, as we know, learning from our ancestors, uh, yes. food wasn't important back then. It was wiping your bum. Yes, exactly. But anyway, so he, he lines up uh, for the shoe shop. Anyway, he joins... Most people are joining lines mm. just to get whatever it is people are lining up for. They don't even know what it is. Yeah. Which uh, is pretty bad. <laughs> Not gonna lie. That's a pretty... That's a bummer. Yeah. I like the scene where he goes to the shop and is surprised that people aren't lining up for stuff. 
Yeah, later on. Yeah, that's a really cool scene. That's that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Because you knew it was going to happen at some point. Mm, definitely. Well, he buys two pairs of shoes because uh, he's going to take one of them to head down to the circus because he works at the circus. He plays the saxophone in the circus orchestra. Mm. Uh, and the circus are getting ready to leave to New York uh, with some KGB agents. And he brings one of the pairs of shoes to the KGB agent, the... Uh, I guess the tougher one, the one who talks more, because the other one doesn't really say anything. There's the guy who's like worked as a, a a negotiator before before joining up with the KGB, or like mm. worked as a social sort of person. The other one kills people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Although we don't see any of that because it's a very light-hearted film. But yes, yes. I was waiting for that other one to pull out a gun in that scene where they're running away. I was as well, because I saw that this film, like, is rated highly for violence, yet there wasn't really anything. Yeah, There was, like, no violence in this film. There was one gunshot in this film. Yeah. I guess it show goes to show how... <laughs> How far we've come for violence in films. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, he gives the pair of shoes to the KGB agent just to, you know, just to get on his good side and it seems yeah, to yeah. work. Yeah, that's a great conversation where he like bargains with them and then it's like, you know what? I'll just give them to you as a gift. And then his friend is like, oh, how did the taste of his ass go, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Because the clown guy in this same scene, he's playing the saxophone as well, but he's got, like, an apple on it, and he's just eating the apple off yeah, the saxophone. Yeah, because he's a clown. It's good. Yeah, he's a good clown. Funny. He's a really good actor. Yeah, I really he... like him in this film. Yeah, he was cool. Uh, on the way back from the circus, there's another line. This is the even longer line, mm. and this one turns out to be for toilet paper. Yeah. So he waits in the even longer line, and then comes home to what I can only assume is a post-corona family <laughs> where they celebrate the glorious reuniting between their bottoms and some toilet paper. They do, yeah. I think the mum juggles it as well. Yeah, the mum's a good juggler. Great. Really good juggler. Don't know who that actor is, don't know who she is, but she's a great juggler. She's good. The grandpa, fantastic actor as well. Oh, he... dude, I love the grandpa. He hates the communist government. He hates it all. Yes, He's not bloody afraid to say it either. Does he know what he likes? He likes freedom. And he likes to sing. And to sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As they have a scene of uh, Robbie Williams, like, singing the part of a tune and the grandpa, like, tapping his feet and clapping his hands along and singing off tune. Mm-hmm. And the whole family's just sort of dancing. But yeah, no, the grandpa's very anti-communism garbage stuff. Yeah, that's right. And he's like freedom and stuff. Which uh, he probably gets in trouble for. Probably. I mean, we don't really see it. But probably. Yeah. Almost definitely. He also catches up with Anatoly. Anatoly is telling him, hey, when we get to New York, I'm gonna defect. I'm out of here. And Robin Williams is like, why'd you tell me that? Now I've gotta tell the authorities. I'm not gonna, but I should. I could be part of KGB. Mm. You're trying to ruin my career. Come on. That's right. Uh, He's also talking to his Russian girlfriend who doesn't have a name and is only in this this film for like... Yeah, it's so weird. She's only in this film to get naked on screen. Yep. She's not even brought up later on where he's like... I'll miss my family. He doesn't mention and my girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, doesn't mention. She's her never at all. brought up again. No. So, well, because to be her, 
I, there's a line where she's like, you should join the party. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to join the party. What are you talking about? So maybe yeah. they broke up off screen. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, next morning, it's like the news on TV and the grandpa's just talking mad crap about everything <laughs> they're saying. It's great. He's it's like, so good. Oh, I bet next they're going to say some, that the crops harvest is really good. And then literally it cuts to them saying the crop harvest is really good. It's great. They all crack up. It's good. He is so funny. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a comedian. Just a massive highlight. Massive highlight in the film. The KGB guys, they show up outside his house and are like, yep. Hey, Vlad, get in the car with us. We, we need to tell you uh, that that we know that your, your grandfather's saying some pretty anti-communist stuff. And we do not appreciate such sentiments here. You yeah. understand? Also, the shoes you bought me are killing me. Yeah, they're like two sizes too small. What the heck, man? Ah, they're trying to get him on their side through fear, which, spoilers, isn't the way to do it. So they go they go to New York. No, no, well, there's one scene before this. One okay. scene before. Very important scene where he's practicing his jazz. Because we don't know yet that he is a musician that's, that's any good. Because we've only seen him in, like, one scene where he's playing and there was other people. This is by himself. Mm. And he's, in fact, so good that the elephants and the zebras <laughs> and the one llama are just jazzing out to his mad jazzy cheeks. Yeah, they are. It's good. That elephant, he was really grooving it. That elephant's a jazz lover. Yeah. It's they a, were having a good time. It's a strong vibe. I just, I just love... It's obvious that he's not playing it, but he's still pretty convincing, and it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, it's a little on the nose, unfortunately. They arrive in New York, and one of the first things we see is him being like, "What is this shower cap? It's just like a giant condom." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is an interesting observation. Anatoly is planning to escape. Um, halfway through his act in the circus show that they're performing but doesn't get the chance to unfortunately yes because the KGB guy is like standing in the way yeah blocks him in and uh, it, like he could have run past him but he decides not to I'm very interested because they only do one show in New York one show that we see and considering the day after they're planning yeah. to leave so I'm pretty sure it's only one show that's a lot of effort to do one circus show like, usually a circus is in town for ages. I Yeah, I think there's a jump cut, but yeah. it's not very obvious. Like, I'm going to choose to believe that they did a couple of shows. Or they're going to, like, the next city. Like, they did a show in New York, and now they're going to travel upstate or something. That's what I was thinking, but there is a, there is a line where he's like, today we go back to mother russia oh yeah so. he does say today we go back to moscow so mm. so yeah no 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 they definitely uh did more than one show i'm gonna choose to believe that yes but a couple of hours before they are meant to leave they go to a high-end fashion shop it's great we see lionel this is where we are first introduced to him because he works as a security guard and he's talking to his friend and mm. he's saying oh one day we we open the doors and these Italian tourists, they came in, they just took everything. And his friend is mm. like, they weren't Italians, they were Romanians. And he responds with, oh, I thought they said they were from Rome. Ridiculous line, but 
I laughed. Bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it was stupid. Then, um, oh yeah, there's this thing where his girlfriend's after jeans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like her girl, the girlfriend's important for like the first half of the story, and then is never mentioned again. It's angry because she also talks about wanting to go to America herself. Ah, yeah. Why is she never brought back ever? And he never mentions her in like the letters he sends to his family. So no, no, at all. That is weird. That is really weird. It's just weird. His friend is like, "I'm going to escape in this shop," but he can't do it, and so they go into the changing room and are like, "Oh, I really can't escape, man. I can't do it." And Robin Williams is like, "It's all right. It's all right." And then some guy walks in on them and is like, "Oh, what's up with all the gay people?" <laughs> and it completely ruins a nice moment. That's a yikes from me. But through a a series of rather fortunate events, Vladimir is the last one to check out. Everyone else heads out to the bus. He's just there paying for his jeans. uh, And he realizes that he might just be able to get away with running and defecting right here in this shop. And then so he goes over to... Uh, there's two guys, there's the shop, uh, the retail guy, mm. and the security guard, Lionel. And yeah. he's like, I am defecting. And he's like, defecating? I told you where the toilets were. Go down to the toilets. <laughs> that is such a good line. That is a very uh, good line. I was in pain. <laughs> scene gave me pain. And then the shopkeeper, this guy's like, don't you get it? He's defecting! And the KGB guys are like, did we just hear the D word? Lads, get in yeah, there. Because because the shopkeeper guy, for no reason apparently, just yells it out. <laughs> but for comedy's sake, obviously. But still. Yeah. It's one of the only moments in this film where the comedy takes away from the reality of the scene. Yeah, like, yeah. It, yeah. I actually, yeah, that did annoy me. That it, like, ad- actively took away from the realism. Yeah. Which is a bit unfortunate. But anyway, the security guard is like, hey, you guys can't take him. He's defected. He is in process to be an American right now, and you can't take him. And the KGB guys are like, no, please, please. He literally gets on his knees and begs yeah, him. Yeah, so at first he threatens him, and he's like, you're never going to see your family. But then he, he switches tune, and he, he gets on his knees and is like, please, I'll give you anything. Just don't do this to me. You know what they'll do to me if someone, you know, is left here and all that? Exactly. But then the FBI show up and are like, all right, consider yourself uh, in the process to becoming a citizen. There's a a police officer and he says a line that everyone cheers. And this is one of the the things I, I wrote down is there's like certain moments where it's like, USA, USA. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this is America. And you can do whatever you want in America. <laughs> and everyone's just like, And Whoa! then the crowd like, yeah. That was, like, oh, that oh. was pretty cringeworthy. <laughs> it's, it's funny, but it's also super cringy. Yeah. It's like, oof. Oh, US propaganda me. much? This yeah. is US propaganda. This yeah. is Bolshevik. You spit on it. I spit on you. I, I spit on American. Americano. <laughs> That's a reference to last week. Uh, check out the episode if you haven't yet. Thank you. Plug, plug. Uh, thank you, Danny DeVito. Very cool. That's very good. Uh, the security guard, Lionel, is like, you need somewhere to stay. You can some. You can come stay at my mm. place with my fam. Oh, yeah. There was that scene where he waves to his friend goodbye. Oh, yeah. And, and was, his friend's that like... That was very heartfelt. Oh. 
It's it every time there's a film with Robin Williams in it, except for maybe the Disney film, <laughs> I have cried. I should I shed a tear at their parting because I'm like he's never gonna see his friend again. Mm-hmm. That's very sad. And we never anyway. see him again either. Although there might be a flashback, maybe. There's there's like one scene where it flashes to him, which is maybe him escaped somewhere, or maybe it's just to him imagining. Mm. I don't know. Not, well, because it's pretty anyway. obvious that the KGB agents knew that he was trying to defect anyway, so chances are his story isn't a happy one after this point. Yes, but anyway. But we can hope. Uh, Maybe that can be one of our sequels. Who knows? A lawyer shows up as well and just hands him a card. Orlando, yes. Yeah. O- Orlando is a funny character because... Yeah, I liked Orlando. We see... Because he's from... Where's he from? He immigrated from someplace i don't have it in front of me but we see him immigrating and he literally just floated across the ocean and arrived on a beach and just like walked into america and then some uh tourist guy was mistaked him for a a, the waiter and he's like uh fetch me some drinks or something here's the money go 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 hurry up good lord (laughs) and he's just like free money hell yeah in a way he tells vlad that uh he's got to wait one year before officially becoming a citizen. Yeah, they're talking to this lady and and he's like, one year? And yeah, she explains that there's loads of people trying to get in. Then then someone else barges in, some random, and is like, I'm getting tired of waiting. How long is this going to take? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and she, he's like, who is your boss? And she's like, his name <laughs> Is Ronald Reagan. So sit the fuck down. <laughs> that was so funny. It just came out of USA. nowhere. Everyone was talking <laughs> over each other. It's the only scene where, like, this energy is on screen. And it's very That's, funny. It's so dumb. Uh, uh, USA. USA. We haven't really mentioned Lucia yet. Uh, but during the scene where he was de- defecting, mm. he, he hid... Behind her table, because she works at the shopping mall. But anyway, they go out dancing with Lionel and his friend, and uh, she reveals that she's from Italy. She came over from Italy, and she really wants to be a sportscaster. Yeah. We don't see her make much progress on that. No, she's pretty good, though. She's alright. I mean, yeah, as we said, she's good. They have a relationship, and they're getting getting a little frisky with each other. Um, it's like next morning mm-hmm. and he's at, uh, Lionel's place, you know, hanging out with the, their cool family. Have yeah. we talked about their family? It's pretty much the same as his family. It's the same dynamic. It's the typical American family. You got the grandpa. Yeah, the grandpa's great, by the way. I love the grandpa. He's very funny. Get your feet off the, the couch. <laughs> You know, the mother's like, no, 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 let him, let him lie down. He's had a long day and all mm. that. The sister is like, ooh, you're from Russia. Tell me all about it. That's the stuff. And then there's the guy that's like, I have a college degree. I ain't going to deliver <laughs> books. <laughs> that was funny. He's good. He's yeah. not in the film much, but that, that, that scene was very entertaining. Um, um, and so Robin Williams is like, I'm going to get you shopping. That's a way that I can pay you back for staying here. And everyone, everyone in the audience is like, ah, oh, here we go. <laughs> US propaganda. Once again, where is line for coffee? <laughs> where, where is the line? And the guy's like, the coffee's in aisle two. Yes, but where is line? And he's yeah. like, the, there's no line. It's aisle two. <laughs> yep. And so he goes to aisle two 
And he's like, he looks at the first coffee and then the second coffee, and he's like, coffee, espresso, uh, cappuccino, latte, there's coffee, 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 coffee. And then he collapses and he just starts screaming coffee. Yeah, that's good. That's a funny scene. Which is rather funny montage at this point is a massive montage he's getting jobs he's got a hot dog stand he's working at Macca's he's sending letters to his family not sure if they're getting them he buys a saxophone he buys a saxophone because he's got money because he's got jobs Yep. I guess at this point it's like one year after he defected because he's got a ha- oh yeah there was that scene <laughs> to be fair what you told they handled it better than the first scene at least yeah mainly because they didn't use any slurs so yeah anyway so the he bumps into this guy and they have a like a a moment and so the guy starts following him yep and he's like oh crap is this an FBI? Is this KGB? And so he confronts him. He's like, you FBI? And he's like, no. And he's like, you KGB? And the guy's like, uh, uh, oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm G-A-Y. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, th- I thought you had a moment. It's a different time. Yeah, it wasn't great. It also didn't make much sense. Yeah, it's in there for no reason. I don't know why. It's literally in there for no reason. Yeah. It's just in there because they were like, wouldn't it be funny if this happened? A gay guy followed him Ooh. and he thought it was a spy. Ha ha ha. Anyway, he gets a flat. So I guess it's a little while after it jumps into the future. Yeah, he's yeah. got a flat. He's got money. Uh, he properly gets into a relationship with Lucia. And that's all good. He's also a limo driver, which is a very cool look for Robin Williams. Yeah, he looks sick. He's got those shades and that hat. He's got... And the beard. Ooh. It's a good look for him. And I love the, the, like, uh, Texas guy. Oh, yeah, I was definitely going to bring this up. the most typical Texas guy ever. He says this one thing, which... We haven't had a phrase in a while in a film that i have thought about bringing back the last one might have been footloose but right now we've got a phrase that i'm gonna bring back and that's when the texas guy is talking about going to the bathroom and he's like yeah i had to shake the dew off my willy (laughs) it's good it's a good time (laughs) oh that's the line that's what you want to bring back it's a good one it's funny it's very funny it's unique no one else is saying it (laughs) Yeah, not a single person. I wonder why <laughs> Not, I mean, not much happens in the film from this point. Yeah, no. Um, so then the movie review scene. Yep, there's the movie review scene. Where they talk about the uh, director's own movie, which is funny. Oh, he gets into an argument with Lucia and then they break up. Because their relationship's a little bit rocky because she doesn't want to get into the relationship. Like, she doesn't want to... She's not ready for a big commitment. No. But he wants he wants the commitment. Yeah. And so it's that classic sort of, you know, argument. It is pretty classic. It's a classic one. It's one you want to... Classic. Wanted. So classic. Beforehand, she gets her citizenship. Oh, yes. She does get... Oh, yeah, yeah. That was another one of those America scenes as well. There's such a dumb scene where he uh, meets her dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and he introduces his wife. 
and his mother. He doesn't introduce them, though. He's like, yeah, I'm here with my wife and my mother. Yep, and so Robin Williams goes over to the old lady and is like, it is nice to meet your mother. Yes, very nice to meet you. And he's like, no, that's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) This younger lady here is my mother. Yeah, it's very clearly a younger lady. And it's like, what is... (laughs) What a weird scene. What is this scene? (laughs) It, it It's never brought back. <laughs> then they're on this boat and they have a fight because now that she's a citizen... Yeah. She wants to have a boyfriend that is also a citizen, you know? She wants an American boyfriend, but mm. she also really likes the Russian guy. And so she's a bit torn at the moment. And he's like, oh, really? You want some American citizen? Well, that's fine. I'll leave you. You can go get an American citizen. I didn't even love you in the first place. And she's like, no, you did. You were just talking about... Yeah, they have a big fight. But it is believable. Again, good performances. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Much better than a lot of the other romantic dramas that we've covered recently. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, yeah, I liked their relationship. Yeah, it was good. It may have been very cliche, which it was, but... I liked it. Anyway, they break up and he goes to a jazz club, gets drunk, yep. manages to play with one of his idols because his idol is in town and, yeah. and Lionel told him that he would like to play with him. So he gets up and does a song with him. But he doesn't do quite as well as he would like. Yeah. And the the idol's like, oh, you should be, you were good. You were good, man. But you should practice a little bit and you'll be good. Yeah. And of course that upsets him and he's like, I'm never going to play the saxophone ever again. And he chucks it in a bit and Lionel's like hey hang on come on and he grabs mm. the saxophone back and they they have a great scene where they they're talking they just hop on this couch that uh, someone's let out for hard rubbish and there's <laughs> this couch so they sit down and they start talking and Robin Williams is like I do you know the one thing I liked most in Russia it was the sadness mm. because it could be mine it was my sadness it was no one else's so I cherished my sadness and they had this good long chat we learned Lionel, he has a son. Yeah, uh, you know they. He accidentally had a kid with someone. Yeah, no, it's a really nice scene. Near the end of this, cool. we get some good reflection from Vladimir, which I really like. There's another one coming up, which is excellent as well, which we'll get in a second. So then, after this, Lionel realizes that he should probably go spend some time with his kid. So he does that. He quits his job. Mm. He heads over there. Robin Williams is alone. So he does what any man would do when they're alone, and he uh, does some shirtless saxophone playing. Woo! Yeah, he does a lot of... Because he's now... He's he's feeling sad, mm. and he's got that in his soul, so he can play the saxophone better. So he does a lot of shirtless... Yeah, the next, like, 20 minutes or whatever of him, only shirtless. Pretty much. Which is very funny. Did you like the um the scene yep. where he's playing outside and like one of his neighbors is like shut up? I was just about to say that. Yeah, I I, I was just about to say I liked the scene where he was playing on the balcony because the actual the actual sound of that was very cool. Yeah, because it's like permeating throughout. But yeah, one of the neighbors is like shut the hell up with the saxophone, God. And he, then he just goes off on him as well. He's like, oh, yeah. you, you don't like... You do not like jazz? What is going what on? What are you? He also, at this point, he gets a visitor. The visitor is one of his sister's friends. And uh, he brings with him a letter for Vlad. And it's just an update on the family. The grandfather has passed away, which is quite sad. Uh, which is, of course, more sadness. Mm. So more sexy... Uh... 
sexy shirtless saxophone time. Even more, even more of that. More he, moody saxophone, yeah. Uh, he goes out, gets drunk, comes home, couple kids try to rob him. They do rob him. They, they, they do rob him, but then he literally kicks them out after they rob him. Yeah, no, he slams, like, body lifts a guy and slams him, which is pretty, pretty cool. He's yeah. a strong Russian man. And then he catches up with Orlando, I think it is, and they... Uh, he's helping him and saying, so what did they take, you know? Oh, those are your, your ID, whatever. That's easily replaced. Don't worry about yeah. it. Are you sure you're all right? We don't need to take you to a hospital. You know, they're having a good time together. Yeah. Um, and they head off to a uh, a cafe. Like a diner. A classic US diner. USA. Um, and... Oh, don't worry. That's coming up, Sandro. Oh, it's coming up very they have soon. To, they have to end on the note of, you know, US propaganda jerking itself off, you know? Ah, uh, it's great. But before it's... we get that, we get a really good scene where mm. Vladimir is talking about how he is annoyed that when he was in Russia, you had to fight for your freedom, and your freedom felt special, whereas in America, mm. it's not special. Everyone just is just like abusing it, you know. None of them care anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once everyone has it, you know, it's not yeah. as special anymore. Or any, like that's the thing. Because with freedom means anybody can do anything, which means they exactly. can rob yeah. you. You know, they can choose to do that. Which is a really good scene. And then he almost gets in a fight with some dude. Uh, I love the the start of the scene. It ends on a bad note, though. It's it's so dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. It's literally, it starts off, like, with really cool and then just dives hill. Although I did like that he found this other Russian guy. Mm. So he starts yelling at this Russian guy. They're, like, sort of squaring off. But after a bit of yelling and stuff, there's some there's some firecrackers. Yeah. Because um, he's talking smack about the USA and the other Russian guy's like, I love the USA. USA is great. Some firecrackers go off and that breaks up their, their argument. And he's like, what? What the hell are those? And the guy's like, they are firecrackers for Independence Day. And then everyone in the diner oh, is just like, yeah, let's all go through the Constitution. Yep. They start <laughs> listing off the Constitution and then everybody joins in. And uh. people outside are walking past with sparklers. And then they're all cheering and happy and... That, this manages to break up their animosity. The, the the two Russian guys, you know, now they are friends. And in USA, everyone is happy. Yep. USA. USA. Yep. Yep. It's it's a very cringy. It's pretty... Yeah. Look. It's it's not cringy. It's very on the nose. It's on the say. nose. Uh, but, but there was absolutely no way that this film wouldn't end like this. So, oh, absolutely not. Know. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite end on that note mm. uh, because he goes home and Lucia yeah. is there and she's like, I've thought about it. Let's get back together. He's like, oh yeah, awesome. And then he writes a letter back of to course. his family. He reveals that he got a job as a saxophone player. So he's now a paid musician. Yep. Uh, Lionel is back from visiting his son and he is a limo driver. And most of all, He's happy. But before it ends, he bumps into his old boss. Hey, the KGB guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's selling hot dogs in America. And he's like, hey, thank you, friend, for helping me because they wouldn't accept me back. So I had to defect myself. Yay. He's a free hot dog on the house. I didn't like thank that. You. I didn't like that at all. 
I'm just gonna say it. That was stupid. Once again, it's a joke that negatively impacts the story, in my opinion. I think it went on for too long. That that's the only criticism. I think it was good, like that they had the boss come back. It it makes sense for this movie because it's all about USA propaganda, and it's another propaganda bit where it's like even the KGB guy he defected as well. Yeah, I didn't like it. It felt like uh, they were, like, setting this up to be more of a drama than a comedy, and then it ended on a joke. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's a very bad ending bit. I think it's a fine bit, but it's a dumb ending bit. Anyway, that's the movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was okay. It wasn't the greatest movie we've watched, but it was still good. Yeah. And it had some really good bits in it. But yeah, I- I'm going to give it a goodie. It's a light mm. goodie, kind of like last week's movie. I'd, I'd give it a goodie anyway. Uh, look... Anything that Robbie Williams in, I'll give a goodie. Sure. If you just pick a film with a Robbie Williams film, I'll rate it a goodie without even watching it. I don't care how bad it has on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. uh, Two goodies for Moscow on the Hudson from us. Check it out if you want some Robin Williams in your life. Because, yeah, like, I would recommend this just based off the fact that he's in it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's just, it's good. It's good. Um, obviously, there were no sequels to this movie, because if there were, that would defeat the point. But what would yeah. our sequels be? Let's defeat that point. Let's not only Ooh. defeat that point, let's kick it into the ground and bury it six feet deep. Okay. okay. Wow. <laughs> You're really into this. Okay, cool. There's a lot we can go with here. Definitely. One, I want to follow the story of the other guy, the clown guy, because he was good. Anatoly. Yeah, I want... I, so my sequel, this is what's going to be my sequel, is it follows him after that bus ride. It's like, okay, his friend Robin Williams is just affected and now he's on his bus ride back to Moscow. He actually gets uh, the job with the KGB. Yep. And he like joins with them and he helps them. But he, he uses this to also help Robin Williams' family and other people. He actually helps people defect. There's like a couple of people... That he, like, secretly helps defect and other things. That's cool. I like that a lot. And then when he gets his chance, he manages to uh, defect. And then he's in America now as this ex-KGB. And he's, like, having to do almost similar things where he has to get a citizenship and work. and And then bumps into Robin Williams... And they reunite, and it's like, yay, they're back together. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, but it's like Robin Williams after. This is way after this, where he's gotten married, he's got a kid now. The kid's named after him. Yeah. And it's like, wow. And that's sort of the end of the film. My idea is definitely more sillier than yours, uh, but I feel okay. like there aren't any other options. Uh, the yep. American government contact Robin Williams, oh, no. and are like, you did such a good job of defecting your own country. We need you. To help defect other people from other countries. Whoa. Another spy theme? Yep. Nice. So they send him overseas to a war-torn country, perhaps, and he's got to help people escape. It's Robin Williams, the defector. All right. Nice. And is it good? No, but it's Robin Williams as the defector, and that in itself deserves a watch. Yeah, I mean, it's more Robin Williams, which would would improve. I think I need to somehow add more Robin Williams to my film, but yes. I don't know. I think it's more of a funny film than this one. Oh, yeah, absolutely is uh, a funny film. There would have to be some changes for his character, because I, his character in this probably wouldn't do this, but, you know, we'd have to change it up a little bit. I was thinking maybe 
maybe he has a kid who's like five years old and he's gonna get back in time for dinner anyway it's complete trash and that's the defect wow are we moving on to something else or is this segment not happening this week Ah, uh, the segment is not happening. Ah. Oh. Because, uh, Rotten Tomatoes' website is down. So I could not get any reviews for that. I got one. I got one. So okay. welcome to Rev Raven Reviews. Because <laughs> um, there was only, like, one on the front page, which I, I picked up just because it was, a, like, a nice starting one. Yeah. And then the rest of the website didn't work. So I was like, oh. Oh, well. So Yuna says... Nice to see 1980s USA. You can watch any other American film from the yep. 80s. Yep. <laughs> that would be the same. Yep. Uh, okay. I've got to guess what this person rated it. I would say three. It's clearly a five out of five. Wow. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> yes. It's five out of five. It's really nice to see, you know? Nice. Moving on to the next one. Oh, wait, I don't have any. I've got some reviews off Letterboxd that you can play for. Whoa, all right. I've got some reviews in between 0.5 and 5. Okay, all right, all right. Flip the script. Yeah. All right, Sandro, then you have to do the the intro. What what segment is this? Welcome to Raving Reviews. Sounds like a remix. Exactly. You know me. Nice. I love to remix stuff whenever I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a remixer. I'm a rebel. You're a remixer. That's how it sense. goes. This review is from Wayu. It says, Oh, this director is really something. A-OK emoji. Really something. Really something. Oh. Now that leads me towards a five out of five. It's like really something. Mm. But it, it, it doesn't quite hit that five out of... I'm going to go five out of five just because I think they're garbage. It's a three and a half star Ooh. review. Ooh, yeah. My next guess was going to be a four. So yeah. I wasn't going to get that one. I wasn't going to get that one. But I, I could have okay. been closer. Uh, let's move on to Cameron, who says, I love Robin Williams, but not even he could save this drawn-out offensive film. <laughs> the 80s are so hit or miss. Or one. I just want to bring attention, though, to the line, the 80s are so hit or miss. Every decade is hit or miss. What are you talking about? That's the nature of movies. Yeah, it's kind of a thing. It's actually two and a half. Two and a half? What? (laughs) Yeah. It's so hit or miss. That's why I've put it directly in the middle of my review. That's about Uh, it. That's about it, really. That's all the reviews. (laughs) There's not many reviews. Nice reversal, though. I like it. I like it. I was just looking at Robin Williams so I could rate all of his films uh, goody. His 100% one mm-hmm. is Dreams with Sharp Teeth, although he has two yeah. 100% movies, uh, which is Dear American Letter from Home. The next one after that is 97 with Goodwill Hunting, oh, which phenomenal. I am ashamed that that is not 100%. Anyway, his lowest rated one is Old Dogs. That sounds familiar. Remember Danny DeVito's lowest rated? Yeah, he, he voices the dogs, yeah. And had John Travolta in it? <laughs> yeah. This one is about dogs and has John Travolta in it. I'm sensing a pattern here. <laughs> Two best friends and business partners on the brink of finalising a huge deal are forced to take care of seven-year-old twins and get into a series of misadventures. What an original concept. Yeah, it's by Walt Disney as well, which oh. is just good fantastic yeah i think john travolta um he's a bit hit on this i feel anyway 
that's the that's the show. You can look at us up on the Spotify, the iTunes, the not SoundCloud, the Facebook. We're on Facebook. We got Instagrams. Well, Sandra does. I never use it anymore. Uh, we got Twitters. I use that for free promotion, so it's mostly spam on my end. Uh, Sandro uses it for fun and interesting things, like that time I made a Shrek edit for one of his stupid photos. Wait, no, that was Instagram. That was Instagram. Anyway, we're also on YouTube occasionally. One of my friends messaged me the other day and said that he is, uh, quote-unquote, forcing his wife to watch every Police Academy film after our episodes. I think we've succeeded, Sandro. (laughs) If one person forces their spouse to watch... All of the Police Academy movies, then we've succeeded as a podcast, I feel. He asked me, hey, you should do the sequels, because I think it would be really funny for you to talk about. What if, for our Three Ninjas 4 episode, we also do the Police Academy film that came out in 94? That list of movies we're doing for that one special is getting longer and longer, Sandro. Oh, that's for episode 69. That's something else. Ah, right, yes. Oh, no, I did say Son of the Mask could be fun, actually. (laughs) Yes, that's what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that one as well. I think Police Academy trumps Son of the Mask. We'll add it to the list. we got a long list. All Police Academy movies. Eventually, I don't know, we could do some bonus stuff for Patreon if we want to. I think think we might need to do a gap here where we just start doing some of these movies we've listed. (laughs) I wouldn't mind that. And uh, finally... We've got to choose a movie for next week, Sandra. Ooh. We've got some interesting choices, actually. Okay. Um, first off, we have uh, Farla. Oh. Which, of course, is the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The famous Australian movie about the famous racehorse. Yeah. And uh, funny funny fact about that, I once did a study on Farla, and he was a big-ass horse. He's a... Yeah, it's a pretty cool horse story, actually. Like, it really is. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good one. I, I have a picture on my phone somewhere of his, like, uh, pickled heart. Ugh. Or his mummified heart or whatever it is that's in a museum somewhere. Oh, because it's, like, you massive, know. right? Yeah, because it's huge. It's it's really big, and it's like, wow, mm. that's a big-ass heart. I've read a I've read a book about Farlap, but I've never seen the film, which is a popular film here in Australia. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we had Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Oh. Uh, it's the fourth film in that Godforsaken franchise. Uh, once again, Jason kills teens at Crystal Lake. Okay. It's just the same thing. I love that it's the final chapter, okay. but it obviously isn't. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, no. Isn't there more movies after that? There's nine? Maybe ten? Yeah, nine. So that's the final chapter. Five movies later. Uh, yeah. If it's the fourth film in the franchise... So here's the thing with Friday the 13th. I don't know if you agree. The first one, it's not very good, but it's fun. And then it's mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. bad, 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 bad until the sixth one, which is a comedy. And then there's yes. like the one where he's in hell, the one where he goes to space. And those ones are really good. Yes. The space one is one of my personal favorite movies of all time. It's pretty it's just, amazing. It's so funny. There's one, I think it's it's called uh, Jason Lives. I can't remember what number it is, but it literally opens with like a parody of the GoldenEye intro. <laughs> Except it's Jason. It's great. Yeah, once they stopped taking it so serious, it became great. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure this is one of the serious ones, so... Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 bad. Uh, we have Iceman. Iceman. Uh, which is not in the X-Man movie that we've all been waiting for. It's, in fact, a sci-fi film where a man finds a block of ice with a man in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. That's a good idea. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a sci-fi film where it's like, oh, hey, Frozen Man. Uh, that sounds like a movie that's either okay or excellent. <laughs> so. Yes. Uh, we had Kid Co., which is a young boy starts up a manure selling business with his sisters. <laughs> it's so successful that they get sued for not paying taxes. <laughs> Ah, oh, I love me a kid film about paying taxes. Wow, what a concept. <laughs> of selling manure. Oh, God. Well, that does have a great concept, though. That is pretty funny. And then we have Swing Shift. A woman gets romantically involved with a musician. Oh. Yeah. While her husband is serving in World War II. Ah. Great. That's a lot of just straight-up no's from me. Yeah, that's like... <laughs> It sounds like they're going to have a main character that we're supposed to, you know, like, but I'm going to hate. Yep. That also just sounds like unfaithfully yours, but not funny. Yes. All right. So that's a big old no for that one. Swing shift, was it called? So so far, the ones you haven't said no to is Farlap. Mm-hmm. Iceman, mm-hmm. the sci-fi, you know, one where the guy finds a frozen guy in space. And Kid Co. Uh, it's a no to Kidco, even though I might save it because it sounds like something yeah, we would... Yeah, save Kidco. I think that's what, another one we have to save. All right, I'll save Kidco. Um, Farlap's obviously a good movie. That's so true. we can't watch that one. Well, here's the thing, though. I wouldn't mind, because it's an Australian movie, and I feel like we should yeah. do an Australian movie. But also, I really like the idea of Iceman because it's either incredible or awful. And taking gambles is always very fun. Yes. So... It's tricky. It's either we do Farlap, one that people have actually watched, or we do Iceman. Mm. If we don't do Farlap, though, I think we also have to add it to the list. I think we should add Farlap to the list. Let's do Iceman. Let's do Iceman. I love sci-fi, as I've stated before. I'm a big sci-fi fan. That's why the Friday the 13th one would have... The one in space is my favourite. So yeah, I'm yeah. down for a bit more sci-fi. Let's wrap it up with the best quote from Moscow on the Hudson. Yeah, what's what's your favourite quote? Mine would be the I'm defecating quote. He goes up to the guy and he's like, I'm defecting, I'm defecting. And Lionel's like, oh, you're defecating? What are you doing? The bathroom's over there. Don't be doing that over here in the shop. It's rude, you Russian. It's good. Uh, my one is, who is your boss? My my boss is named Ronald Reagan. That's his name, so sit the fuck down. USA. 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 Yeah, that's actually my favorite quote. USA. 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 Marxism. Communism. Excuse me, what? What? Nothing. That's the end of the episode. Goodbye. 